Welcome to the Listen and Learn series podcast, where we will discuss various topics surrounding career development, HR for small to mid-sized businesses, entrepreneurship, and many other relevant topics to provide support, encouragement, and value to you, the listener. I'm your host, Jason Washington. On this show, my goal is to share and provide keys to unlocking the knowledge that will propel you to another level. Throughout my career, I've been privileged to meet some great people and have some amazing conversations where I have learned so much from them that over time I'm able to call them friends and mentors. But one day, it struck me, this is a waste because all of those encounters were off the record and could not be heard by those who needed to hear it the most. The Listen and Learn series podcast is my way of bringing some of those fascinating conversations to your ears for enjoyment and education. In today's episode, I want to talk with you about how to build diversity and inclusion in your organization. If you are ready, then let's go. Making diversity a part of a company's DNA requires an ongoing commitment to embrace all races, religions, nationalities, ages, sexual orientation, and gender identities. Businesses across the nation are working to get workplace diversity and inclusion right. There was a report in 2019 by the Mercer Group that revealed that 49% of U.S. executives are concerned about delivering on diversity. They recognize that not only is diversity a moral imperative, it is a business imperative as well. Diverse teams offer broader perspectives, drive more innovation and creativity, and they promote better decision-making. Studies have shown that the gender and ethnic diversity clearly correlate with profitability. Companies in the top quartile for ethnic diversity on their executive teams are 33% more likely to outperform companies in the bottom quartile. Also, to be able to increase the diversity of leadership teams leads to more and better innovation and improved financial performance. Companies that reported above average diversity on their management teams also reported innovation revenue that was 19% higher than a companies with below average leadership diversity. And small businesses with above average diversity earned 45% of their revenue through innovation and ethnically diverse companies are 35% more likely to overperform. Also, when you have diverse teams, they make decisions two times faster with half the number of meetings and their decisions deliver 60% better results. I wanted to share a few strategies that you can implement in your business that hopefully will help you establish a culture of diversity and inclusion. The first thing we can talk about 
is developing an inclusion hiring strategy. As we know, diversity starts with hiring practices. You can increase diversity by widening the recruitment pool, developing clear and inclusive job descriptions, ensuring hiring panels represent diversity, implementing a structured interview process, and creating a blind hiring process. When you want to widen the recruiter, the recruitment pool, this is where you want to be able to recruit from a wide variety of sources. That could be universities, online job boards that focus on diversity. You have to be able to broaden that recruiting pipeline and consider applicants with non-traditional backgrounds and experiences will help you make that process more inclusive. Language barriers in the job description can't be biased. You want to tailor the language in your job description to attract a diverse range of applicants. To develop such job postings, you want to examine the job description and eliminate any wording that includes unconscious biases. Research has found that words and phrases like driven personality, work hard, play hard, competing, ruthlessly, and maintaining control used by some companies in job listings statistically resulted in a higher proportion of applicants from men. This research confirms that gendered words associated with masculinity can deter female candidates from applying. The ability to assemble a diverse interview panel. Most companies don't take this into consideration, and it's very important that when creating a hiring panel, you want to keep diversity in mind. Ideally, the panel would include at least three members in the organization, representing a variety of levels, ages, cultures, backgrounds, and beliefs. This strategy can take you a long way in improving the hiring process because it is able to reduce the likelihood of bias, increase the perception of fairness, and allow a greater scope of evaluation. You can have a structured interview format which would allow all candidates to be asked the same questions in the same order and evaluated using a common scale, a rating scale. And all interviewers are in agreement on acceptable answers. Consistency throughout an interview process ensures candidates are compared based on the same questions, leveling the playing field for all candidates. This also has been proven to have more predictive power for pinpointing the best candidates compared to unstructured interviews. And another thing we have to look at is a blind hiring process. Research has also shown that pre-interview information significantly affects impressions formed during the interview. 
removing personally identifiable information such as gender, race, and other demographics from applications can reduce that bias. The hiring process focuses on candidate experience and achievement and yields better hiring decisions. Another aspect of implementing the diversity inclusion process is having some education and training around it. If you're going to support diversity in your organization, do it through education and training. Be transparent about your company's history with diversity and inclusion. Highlight past mistakes as well as contributions from a diverse array of current and former employees. Diversity without inclusion is problematic. So you have to regularly engage your employees in conversations about how they feel things are going and what ideas that they'd like to see implemented. When you have these sort of conversations, it can create inclusion, but it can also help build trust. You also want to embrace workplace flexibility. And so just want to talk to you a little bit about that. Flexible working options, they can help attract a more diverse talent pool as well. There was a survey done. I can't remember what year, but it was a survey done that found that Respondents rated work-life balance 73%, flexible work options 69%, and work schedules 67% as some of the most important factors in their evaluations of a prospective job. Each of these factors stood out above health insurance, retirement benefits, and vacation time. The flexible working arrangements include flexible hours that allows the employee to observe cultural and religious holidays. One of the biggest things that we're up against right now is the remote options and or part-time options of working remotely. These all support your diversity initiatives but they also can help increase retention. I'm sorry, they can actually help you decrease retention. You want to make sure that your employees feel you care. Having the flexibility in the remote work schedule is a huge huge factor right now because although it may may not seem that way more people who are working remotely are getting more work done let's just say the responsible ones they're getting more work done working remotely now than they are when they're in the office and there are a number of factors that can cause that so definitely something to keep in mind you want to be able to embrace workplace flexibility Another thing you want to do is be able to create a culture of inclusion. Creating a culture of inclusion and 
safety is a critical is critical to maintaining diversity in the workplace. And when I say safety, I mean the psychological safety of it all. An inclusive and psychologically safe workplace culture supports employees and welcomes and respects different perspectives without fear of negative consequences to the self-image, status, or their career. In this environment, employees are free to be themselves and feel secure that their uniqueness is valued in the organization. The key to achieving a diverse, inclusive workplace is to look at the first yourself. The maturity required to create true inclusion begins with self. And as a leader, you can create an environment of psychological safety and inclusion through your own self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-accountability. Diversity and inclusion together are powerful forces for creating better business outcomes. Organizations with inclusive cultures are two times as likely to meet or exceed financial targets. They're three times as likely to be higher performing organizations. And they're six times more likely to be innovative and agile. Most importantly, they're more likely to achieve better business outcomes. There, there is a perception gap between senior leaders and employees that could have significant financial ramifications. Senior leaders believe that only a small percentage of his employees don't feel included. And that's that's much lower than the amount of employees who indicate they do not feel included. That information came from a study, I think, by Accenture. And that study also noted that if this perception gap was narrowed by 50%, global profits would be higher by 33%, equivalent to $3.7 trillion in 2019 in the U.S. alone. That number is mind-boggling. The bottom line is that companies that do not prioritize inclusion are missing significant financial opportunity. Once you have done each of these things, being able to figure out and develop the develop the inclusion and hiring strategy, uh, you know, knowing that you're able to offer the education and training embracing the flexibility of your workplace and building a culture of inclusion, the last thing you want to do is be able to track and measure your progress. Accountability is key. Without accountability, you will not be able to sustain and improve the diversity and inclusion programs. In order for this to succeed, you have to set measurable, clear goals and objectives for diversity initiatives. Take a look at your hiring records, your turnover rate, any employee satisfaction surveys, exit interviews. All of these will help you track the progress of your diversity and inclusion program. Evaluate what's working 
and what is not. This will allow you as the company to find what areas you need to correct, underwear, understand that there are opportunities to improve, and adjust your programs to drive home the positive impact. As with any data, inclusive discussions about the data can help you draw meaningful conclusions as well. You can rely on metrics, but you don't always have to. The story is told in your people. Essentially, companies can build diversity and support inclusion in the workplace through developing a hiring strategy that attracts a wide range of candidates, offering the diversity education and training, embracing the workplace flexibility, creating a culture of inclusion, and tracking your progress. These ongoing strategies help companies that continually strive to improve diversity and inclusion. I want to thank you and just share one last thing. It's the right thing to do. But also for businesses that get it right, building diversity can lead to gains in innovation, productivity, and products. None of this will happen overnight, but with equality being part of every conversation on the news and being implemented everywhere in the public eye, the time to start your initiative is right now. So this concludes our episode for today. I hope everything has been helpful and I thank you all for tuning in. There are many podcasts that you could be tuning into, but you chose mine and I'm grateful for that. If you enjoyed today's show, continue to tune in, subscribe, and please share with your friends. Remember, the Listen and Learn series podcast is free and it's available on any app that supports podcasts. Now, I wish you much success and be encouraged.